This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4ZZZ out of Brisbane, Australia. Next up on the show, we are talking about singing. You know, you love to do it in the shower when no one is listening. But did you know that singing is helpful for your brain, especially when your brain might be affected by Parkinson's disease or other neurological disorders, which can cause aphasia, where one loses the ability to speak and other cognitive difficulties like anxiety and mobility issues. Today on Only Human, we are talking to Bernadette Dutton, speech pathologist who facilitates the AVO Wellness Choir every week in Clayfield. So Bernadette, singing improves the lives of people with Parkinson's, according to Australian first study conducted by the University of Queensland, no, not the University of Queensland, Queensland Conservatorium Research Centre at Griffith Uni. Can you tell us about that research, Bernadette? Yes, Kim. Um, uh, The research was um, the primary um, facilitator of that was Dr Yoon Irons based at um, the Conservatorium of Music and um, basically in summary the Singing to Beat Parkinson's um, looked at three different choirs that were running um, in Queensland. One was in um, Caboolture, one was in at the Con and one was out at um, Toowoomba and um, basically they looked at um, measures before and after based on um, some uh, Parkinson's questionnaire The and um, there were a couple of things were enhanced. A number of aspects of were enhanced. Quality of life was measured. So they found that there was a reduced stigma associated with um, being involved in the choir, enhanced emotional well-being, social support and mobility. Um, but in addition, there was significantly reduced depression, anxiety and stress levels. There was some improvement in the mean phonation time as well. So how long someone would prolong certain sounds. And overall, the results were great and the participants really well to the opportunity to be involved in the choir. And um, how um, you, you've talked about how the singing group can improve the lives of people with Parkinson's. What sort of songs were you singing at the group? Oh well, our, so our group. Um, so we've we've adopted um, both myself and Wendy Brown, music um, uh, teacher and pianist, who's involved with our choir. Who sadly was to be here, but unfortunately had a rough night of, mm. of illness um, she and I just um, eclectic use of songs we've asked the choir members their sort of suggestions as well and we try to do a vast array we've got things like um, Take Me Home um, by John Denver Molly Malone and then we get get by with a little help from my friends Mamma Mia a Maori song Pearly Shells so there's a, a quite eclectic use of um, genre there um, to keep the interest from the for the participants. And is it a particular age group who might be familiar with some of those songs that come to the choirs? Um, look, there is, we've got a vast um, interest there. We've got some, uh, we do have um, one of the members who herself went to the Conservatory of Music and actually hasn't heard a lot of the songs because she'd be used to, you know, your Beethovens and Bach's and she loves the fact that she's learning new songs when she comes along. Um, sometimes I'm a bit thinking, oh, is ABBA a little bit, you know, not, a, you know, not that genre, but everyone just loves singing whatever we've tried and they know that, oh, well, if they're not interested in that one, there's another one coming that they might well prefer and we take that feedback on. So we just openly want to just have fun. Can I ask you, what is it exactly about singing that makes a difference to your brain? The singing well, is... In, a, in the process of doing the singing. Yes. Sorry. So singing singing is a really basic um uh, tendency that we tendency that we have, you know, we were sung to um, as babies in lullabies. It's a very, very b- 
basic human um, art and we've done it. It separates us from animals. So in Neanderthal time, we would call and response and it was part of our culture. And it's something that's sort of almost bashed out of us. Some people love to still, still sing as adults, but others are like, oh, well, I was told as in my quiet and I just open my mouth and not say a word. And so they've taught that, oh, well, I can't sing because I'm not a good singer. But you know what? Everyone can sing. We want everyone to be part of being singing. But the benefits of singing is that it is a part of the brain. Um, really good um, hormones are, are produced. We know that it's um, definitely some research backing that it reduces stress levels. We often can't think of anything else when we're singing. So we might forget that we've, um, you know, our, our partner that we might come along to the choir with us. We may have had an argument just on the way where someone ran the red light or someone didn't turn the right intersection. You know, the stresses we all, that that's a minor stress, but um, the other bigger stresses that we have if we do have, you know, the diagnosis of a neurological condition can be quite... Um, daunting and so it's an opportunity to just escape for a little bit mm. and just feel mm. that togetherness and bondness but um, there are huge benefits for um, singing as I said the um, there's cognitive elements it stretches our minds it makes us forget some of those stresses that we're involved in. I've read in other research that parts of the brain that are devoted to music and singing are different from the ones that are used for speech. That's correct. Yes, that's correct. How so, does that affect the people that are coming to your choir? Well, um, we know that, um, look, we, a lot of the people that come to our choir, there's only there's a, a, a general as seniors, you know, they, they may not even have a neurological issue that's pressing them, but we welcome all to come. Um, we know that... Um, the cognitive level to have a, um, a response, you know, the receptive and expressive language have different parts in the brain. And we know that singing requires a slightly a different area. So the neurolinguistic pathways involved in speaking are different to those involved in singing. So we find some people who may not, who have had an aphasia like a, a stroke, they can't um, say words so well, but when they go to sing happy birthday, it comes out fluently. It's amazing. Um, yeah, it is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so. brain is an amazing thing. It is. We've been talking to Bernadette Dutton, who's uh, running some... Uh, singing groups for people with neurological diseases and a new choir for people with Parkinson's and other neurological diseases. I've said that twice now. <laughs> Take it away, Madonna. And um, Bernadette, can you tell us how the choir got started? Um, there was... Um we visit, do a bit of speech pathology work at the Aveo at Clayfield and one of the um, residents there um, was disappointed he could not be part of um, Professor um, uh, Unian's um, research study based at the Conservatorium of Music. So he approached myself and said, is there a chance you could do such a choir here? And he sort of, um, you know, re it resonated with me because I'm in a choir myself and I then asked my dear friend Wendy Brown, um, piano teacher, if she would be interested in, in starting up a choir, a wellness choir um, at the Aveo to just see how that would um, run. And we just trialled it and it's been really, we said, oh, we'll try for three weeks, then it got four weeks and then we're six weeks. So it's just kept going and the interest has really uh, increased. So yeah, that's how it started. And um, many people in school choirs were um, told not to sing, maybe 
or just mouth their words mm -hmm. uh, because their voices weren't good. Can anyone come to this choir? Absolutely anyone's welcome and everyone can sing. We take anyone. There's no, you don't need to have any musical ability. You just have to, if you love listening to music or if you love just to give it a go to sing, then you're absolutely welcome. And um, it's a really safe place. We accept everyone who wants to give it a go and um, everyone's just very welcomed. You need to tell my kids that. Every time I try to sing, they say, be quiet, Mum. Oh, no, I must be. No, 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 definitely. Everyone should sing. Definitely. And loud. <laughs> it's but, never stopped me, of course. But not abusively. Gently. <laughs> and well. Yes. <laughs> Nicely. When I say well, safely. I mean safe. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, if people want to find out more, where can they go and... and oh, we, we need to know a little bit more. Oh, do we? Yes, we do. <laughs> Wait, there's more. Can you remind us what the benefits of singing are for your body and mind? Because people will have expectations of what, what might happen when they participate. What, That's what right. That, okay, so look, not only when you sing, are you going to have fun? That is one, number one. But research would back up and also that we know that um, singing actually lowers, and this is where you can tell your children, um, it lowers stress, relieves anxiety and also elevates endorphins, so really happy hormones. And um, as I said before, it takes our mind off things. But the other things that singing does, and um, is backed by research, is that it improves our lung capacity and our posture. So I was talking before, Madonna, with our um, singing, you don't need to be able to read music. You just have to... We've got the music up on the... Some people just know the words anyway, mm. but everything's up on a PowerPoint up on the wall. So you don't have to hold any um, music. You just read up from the la very enlarged PowerPoint slides that are up on the PowerPoint. Well, that's probably excellent for people whose memories probably aren't 100%. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It sounds like a very gentle experience. That's right. But the memory of um, music is very powerful. Mm. Yeah, and if you're ready to belt out a tune, you want to make sure you're singing the right words. Oh, it doesn't matter. You can give it a go. We can have <laughs> oh, I never care about that. <laughs> okay, so if people want to find out more, where can they go and who should they talk to? Okay, well, look, if they want to find out more, they could um, contact the Aveo Clayfield. The number's 07 3262 However, they're welcome to just find us on um, the my, our website, Loqui Speech Pathology. It's www.loqui, L-O-Q-U-I.com.au. Tell us what Loqui means again. Oh, that's right. It's uh, Do you remember? Latin. Latin for to speak. Oh. Latin for to See, speak. I forgot already. That's all right. <laughs> Thank you so much no for coming in, Bernadette. Mm -hmm. It's been you, lovely Kim. hearing Thank about you, Madonna. Yeah, very yeah, nice. Your Thank choir. You. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get along to that choir, it sounds like something you might like to do. And you're being scared of singing because your kids told you you sound terrible. Well, now's your chance. Yeah. <laughs> improve your brain, improve your confidence. Come and away feeling good. Have fun with a, a joyful group of people. That's right. So That's that, web, right. that website again is www.loquii.com.au to find out about the FAO Wellness Choir. Thank you, Kim. You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.